Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show with Benny Mathers, my amazing producer. Hi. (laughs) We're back. We're back. We are back. We got through the Christmas. We did. We did. We did. We're here and uh, bright and early on the day after Christmas. It is... uh, Foggy and it is freezing it's outside. Brisk. Be brisk. careful while you're commuting around. Absolutely, sure. and mm-hmm. be careful walking around because it's a little slippery in places. Yeah, that's right. I ever tell you the story real fast about my grandma? She used to have those like the uh, you could attach these like claws on the bottom of her boots. You mean like 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 uh, an actual like metal cr- like claw? Like a, or yeah, yeah. Called? Really? You can never find them now, but they're like from like fifties or something like that. She yeah, wore yeah. them every day when she went walking. We used to live in Alaska for those that didn't know oh, that already. So she okay. wore she walked like three to four miles every day, and she'd always put those on. Man, I get to give her credit. Yeah, I wouldn't want to like run into her either. Like you know, she'd she's like claw the back of your heel or something. Grandpawning <laughs> around on the ice, right? Uh, just for her daily walk. <laughs> Trooper dedication. That's what it's called. It's it what brought it's all kinds of things like gathering firewood. and that We did that. You know, that kind you, of thing. Everyone laughs or thinks, oh, no, you never did igloos. I'm like, yes. Yep. Maybe not igloo. We did them in the front yard, but did we you, were, yeah, but we really? were that far north. <laughs> did you did you cut the blocks of ice? No, but we made them out of like, you know, you'd like let them, uh, you do it like when it was warmer in the afternoon mm-hmm. and then let mm-hmm. them sit and get cold again. Then you rebuild it the next day. So when you get in there, could you get in there? Was Is it really warm in there? It's actually not bad. I've always wondered. It's a lot better than the outside of it. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always wondered about that. Like, It's yeah. an insulator. Yeah. If people don't understand that, it's yeah. true. Yeah. It works. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it very much. Then your brother or sister jumps on top of it and destroys <laughs> it. Ah. Yeah, or it melts or something. Hours of designing. <laughs> Crushed. I love that. I think that could be really, really fun. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll get some snow here in I hope Seattle. so. I can smell it. Can you smell it? It feels like it out there. I know it's snowing in the mountains yep. well, over the passes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy mm-hmm. snow. So uh, do you take it easy? And I hope all of you that celebrate Christmas had a Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me there's actually like 14 holidays, like in the last two weeks of December, depending on where you live. And so... Um, uh, I do say Merry Christmas, but, you know, happy holidays. I'm not trying to be leave anybody yeah, out. Kwanzaa, Festivus Kwanzaa, for the rest of us. That's right. Happy Hanukkah. Festivus you know. for the rest of us. Fest- the- that's exactly right. right. So we got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. A lot going on. Uh, this is Loretta Brown, and this is, like I said, the original Loretta Brown show. Mm-hmm. Radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness tonight and tomorrow night over at Reiki Oasis. We are having the end of the year despachos, which are prayer bundles for the gods. This is an ancient Peruvian shamanic tradition that I've been initiated into. So I'm going to be doing those ceremonies for people. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun. You, you make a couple of lists. You think about what it is you really want to let go of from 2019. Might be a big list. <clears throat> and... You, you put another list of everything that you your intention is to draw in for 2020, and then we do a lovely ceremony together, and off it goes. I've done this for years. People bring back all kinds of stories of things that had happened. So uh, t- today's December 26th, tomorrow December 27th, 7 p.m. in the evening. You can sign up at schedule.reikioasis.com, and honestly, because the scheduler closes 
24 hours before the event. If you're coming this evening, uh, the best thing to do is to text me, Loretta Brown, at 425-985-9513. And you can also email me, ReikiOasis at gmail.com, to let me know you're coming because I have limited seating and it is being held at Reiki Oasis in Bellevue. So if you need to find more information about that, go to ReikiOasis.com. The address and everything is all on there. And a, a quick astrology check-in, but I do have to check in because it's so powerful. We are just coming out the other side of a solar eclipse new moon in Benny and my favorite sign, Capricorn. The best. Capricorn. I'm that's a right. biased, but that's the it best. still works. It's the best. <laughs> Well, and then we got six planets moving into Capricorn, and I, I sort of t- talked a lot six about- Six planets? I feel yeah. like I'm on an episode of like Star Wars I or know. something, like Tatooine. Or- <laughs> and, and, and the final frontier, you know, because Pluto, the last mm. planet, we're going to go past the final frontier. <laughs> we got Saturn rolling around out there, so uh, or uh, just lots of stuff. So anyway, the moon represents the emotions, intuition, and our inner core, and- the moon became new at four degrees of Capricorn, and this just isn't any regular old moon. We've now entered into uh, the eclipse time. Solar eclipses are new moons on steroids, and they herald things like major new beginnings, starts, and initiations. Capricorn, the 10th zodiac sign, deals with authority, structure, obligation, responsibility, politics, and destiny. So uh, leading up to the new moon solar eclipse last week or the early part of this week, I know lots of you were feeling tense. Uh, Many of my clients were heavy with sadness or confusion and asking me, is there a light at the end of the tunnel or is this just going on forever? So just prepare yourself. This solar eclipse in Capricorn is one of the most positive and encouraging astrological events of the decade because it's here to awaken and give life to your dreams. Now, these new massive beginnings will deal with the tangible, the tried and true in our lives. And being an earth sign, Capricorn energy focuses on the material and practical realms of existence. This is truly a reset button for our lives. The solar eclipse in Capricorn will demand us to get real, to get very real about what structures, obligations, and duties are working in our lives and which ones are not. Major twists of fate, shocks, and surprises are possible during this time, and this eclipse is encouraging us to step forward. Even if we feel a little afraid, we feel a little trepidation, a little skeptical, I'm going to encourage you all to let go and trust new doors will open. The time has come to reclaim your power, your purpose. For many of my clients, they're following the deepest calling of their heart to come out and be a part of everything. So this is an excellent time to begin to focus on your mission and your life purpose. The universe is actually giving us a green light for massive action and the strength and willpower to face our darkest shadows and fears. Hmm. So there you have it, Benny. And that's how we're starting the new year, by the way. We're All going right. straight into it. Let's get after it. I know. And I can think of no better day for me to have my guests on the show. They are Felicity Elliott and Juliet Krem. Felicity, 
Felicity Elliott is the daughter-in-law of Benjamin Cram, a Scottish artist, futurist, esoterist, and principal spokesperson for Matreya for over 40 years. Felicity is also the editor of Share International Magazine, which Benjamin Krem founded in the early 1980s. And Julian Krem is Benjamin Krem's son. And guess what? He's married to Felicity. That's so helpful, so lovely. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. It works. Yes. <laughs> and both of them, along with a group of many thousands of, of co-workers, continue the work of informing the world about Matreya, the world teacher. Welcome to the show, Felicity and Hello. Julian. Hello. It's so great to have you on the show again. And great. Yeah. Great to be back. Good to be and, back. Uh, season's wishes. Happy holidays to everybody. Mm -hmm. It's like our two turtle doves have arrived. I, I love <laughs> that. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful way to say it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> turtle doves, the doves of peace. I like it. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> I love you guys' laughter, by the way. It's really lovely. Um, so who was Benjamin Krem? And I don't know who wants to take that question. <laughs> Perhaps I'm uh, marginally better qualified. I don't know. Um, uh, he was uh, an artist all his life. He um, uh, started painting at a very young age. And from, the age, from his mid-teens, all he wanted to do was paint. Um, and then in the uh, in the fifties, he was contacted by one of the masters, and we have to explain who they are in a moment. Um, and his relationship with the master uh, developed over the years, and he was in moment to moment telepathic contact with him. Um, and from his master, he received. Uh, certain information about the return to the world of uh, that group of, of evolved men who we know as the masters with Maitreya at, at their head. He is the master of all the masters. And um, he is also known as the world teacher. We'll, we'll get in, into all of that uh, in the course of the program. But, um, and Benjamin spent... Um, well, about four decades touring the world, uh, giving lectures, started in, in London, um, uh, giving lectures about the return to the world of Maitreya and the Masters and all of the background information um, to do with that. And that was his, his uh, life's mission. And uh, besides his painting, which, of course, uh, he continued to do as well. Perhaps Felicity can add something. Um, yes, well, um, he was the inspirer and the galvanizer of so many people who heard him, and I think millions of people have heard his story and have responded to it in one way or another. Um, whether you believe in anything like um, esotericism or the ageless wisdom teachings or whether you are interested in let's say, philosophies, religious philosophies, this is really information for all, for, for the whole of humanity, because it really concerns all of us. And Benjamin Krem, as such, um, was a, a very inspiring figure and, and worked to give everyone hope 
hope for a completely different way of life and way of being. Um, he also was the founding editor of Share International magazine, which you mentioned, and the author of numerous books. Um, and he saw his role as really to give people hope and information. And uh, I think you know that we do this on that basis too. We, we aren't really interested, as it were, in converting people or proselytizing, but simply giving out information for people to consider and think about and uh, to have a look at what's happening in the world at the moment and uh, to compare it perhaps with mm, the sort of definition we're giving of, and when I say we, I mean Share International and the co-workers around the world, the sort of definition that we're giving to uh, a new reality and what life really should mean to all of us. The definition of a new reality. That's a, that's a lovely way of saying it. <laughs> well, you know, it's about exploring ourselves, finding out what our true nature is, and then seeing if we can collectively, and I mean the whole of humanity, start working together on all sorts of levels, whether it's, you know, very local level or international level, if we can find ways of working together to find the best possible solutions for all of us, for you know every single person on this planet, and not only people, but nature itself, because we're now realizing how interconnected everything is. And so we do have to start redefining ourselves, really. You know, um, I was mentioning to both of you before we began the show that when you were on my show a year ago, I, I could tell that we were headed toward people being ready for this sort of conversation, dialogue, and cooperation, right? But something, yes. something has happened this year, and I don't know exactly when it happened, and maybe it's very recent, but I, I very much feel that we are now there, you know, and it's cooperation, I think, is probably the yes. best word. Yes, people, um, humanity in in very large numbers is is waking up to the need for change, um, and we we've seen this year uh, huge demonstrations uh, calling for for action on climate change, for example. Um, all heard of of uh, Greta Thunberg and uh, the movements that she has inspired, um, and. All around the world, people are taking up this mission. Also, um, we've seen huge demonstrations in many different countries um, calling for, for simple justice, social justice. Um, <laughs> you know, for too long, um, too much of the wealth and the resources and uh, um, you know, all the, the, the necessary essentials of, of life have been held in, in by a tiny, relative tiny handful of families and individuals at, at the uh, expense of everyone else. And people are beginning to call, call for a change in this. Um, I'm sure Felicity can uh, recall better than I can where these have taken place, but I, I, I remember Chile, mm. Chile, uh, Recently, has seen huge demonstrations calling for um, an end to corruption, uh, 
more local uh, government uh, resources and, and all of that. The, the, the things that people need in their daily lives. Um, and around the world, in, in many different countries, we've seen huge growth in these demonstrations this, this last year, particularly in the climate change. That has really sort of caught people's imagination of all ages, not just the young. Um, and this is uh, leading to, you know, it's a sign that people are waking up. Mm -hmm. Loretta, you used the word cooperation, and it is absolutely that, isn't it? As Julian points out, these mass movements for change, that seems to be what we need to do. And certainly our, our information is that uh, Maitreya does try to, and he succeeds in, I should say, um, galvanizing, encouraging, stimulating people, really inspiring us to take collective action. Because as you well know, and you seem to know a lot about astrology, I'm afraid I know very little, but as you know, we're moving into the age of Aquarius and the energies of Aquarius um, have as their main characteristic the, the um, quality of synthesis that brings people together, makes the people um, really feel um, impelled to work together so that you see people coming together to achieve what needs to be done rather than the individual standing out and trying to make some sort of a difference on his own. As we know, it's hardly possible to make a difference, the sort of differences we need to make. Uh, you can't do it on your own. So uh, what you were saying about cooperation, and I, I noted that you also mentioned that 2020 and with Capricorn uh, and the, the alignment of planets that's happening, that there would be more possibility of massive action. And I suppose that means massed action as well. So people are coming together not only because of the astrological uh, lineup, but also because, of course, the masters and the world teacher, however you wish to see him as a teacher or as a religious figure or simply as a modern man with modern answers to our problems, um, they, the masters, are standing behind us all and sending um, tremendous energies into the world, which really are inspiring people to take, take action, you know, and to demand change. And that's what's happening. That's what we see. Perhaps, perhaps I can add a bit to that. The, the, the masters are, are here to help us. And Maitreya is here to, to, to lead and guide and help us. But, but they can't do it for us. We have to do it. Uh, we, humanity, um, have to demand the changes. And the more that, that we do for ourselves, the more that we call for change, call for call for our governments to implement um, change and um, uh, more just distribution of the world's resources and, and so on. The more we do that, as as the bulk of humanity, the more the masters can help it can help us. For for every step that we take towards them, they can take ten steps towards us. So it's really important that that we call for for these, this, these changes. You know, I, it, it's so rich. What you're saying is so rich. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, um, uh, uh, number one, Julian, you answered a question I was going to ask, which is, um, you know, will the 
the teacher do it for us. I know that a lot of religions are looking for the return of a, yeah. a divine being, such as the return yeah. of Christ, right? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And um, I, I just want to throw this in there, and then please, I, I want you guys just to talk and talk and talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, years ago, was, um, I don't know exactly who I got this information from. I've had many teachers. But I had a teacher say to me once something about the fact that uh, the return of Christ would not be in the fashion that many people were expecting. It's almost mm -hmm. as though um, perhaps a, a piece of that Christ light would be activated in each of our hearts somehow, and that might be catalysted by a, a person or a group of people. Um, can you talk to that a little bit? And I suppose what I'm really asking is, uh, we've been throwing the name Maitreya around. Who who is Maitreya? Um, yeah. Um, first of all, all the world religions, um, as you say, expect the return of a teacher. You know, the Christians expect the return of the Christ. The Muslims, the return of the Imam Mahdi. Um, the Hindus, uh, a new incarnation of Krishna. Uh, the Buddhists. Uh, a fifth, the fifth Buddha, also known as Maitreya Buddha, they know his his name, um, and the Jews expect the Messiah, and so on. Um, from the point of view of the of the ageless wisdom teaching, um, all of these are different names for the same individual, who is the one who holds the office of world teacher within that group of men that we call the masters. And whoever holds the office of world teacher in any given period is the Christ or world teacher um, at that at that period. Um, it's you know it's in, it's an office rather than, than a name. Um, Maitreya, that's his personal name, is the one who holds that office at the current time, um, and it was he who manifested through one of his disciples, the disciple Jesus, in Palestine 2,000 years ago. This time he has come himself, not working through a disciple, but as himself. Um, and But the, as people have said, and as you've heard, um, people expect the return of the Christ or the world teacher in in different ways. One way is through the outpouring of the Christ principle mm. uh, and, and the Christ energy through the heart. And that is what a lot of people think of as the return of the Christ. And yes, that is part of it. But he has also come himself to um, help uh, lead humanity um, into a more, into the creation of a more, more just civilization. Mm. Yes, oh. Loretta, you asked, um, will he come to do it himself? And uh, and Julian has indicated, and as you yourself indicated, um, we have to do it. Humanity has to do it. Um, so we take the responsibility as humanity is now becoming more and more adult. We take the responsibility. We make the changes, but of course, with their guidance, with their help, with the advice of the masters. The masters and Maitreya um, hold as absolutely sacred the, um, the 
idea of free will is not simply an idea it is absolutely part of our life on this planet that there is free will and humanity has free will so we have to as it were want for the world and for the future of the of this planet we want we need to want what Matreya and the masters are putting forward as the best way forward they're going to give us advice guidance and help but nothing is ever imposed so we are free to choose um, hopefully as we experience this great energy Julian mentioned the energy of the love of uh, Matreya the love energy of Matreya and what you you mentioned as the light or the love anchored in the heart center as people begin to experience that they'll begin to see and experience that also from this this extraordinary man and a modern man talking in very modern terms about things that we need to change but people will begin to put together and to make the connection between what they know as the highest and best in themselves and what this person is expressing um, and we will see Matreya on television and we'll see the masters in due course and we'll hear them talking about what we need to do um, putting forward their guidance for example the need to implement a really um, universal so worldwide system of the re for the redistribution of the world's resources um, of all kinds resources of technology food etc and uh, there are so many ways in which we are, have been given guidance already by um, the world teacher and by the masters for example through benjamin Krem's master uh, share international magazine publishes every month an article um, and published in the past as well when benjamin was alive um, an article by the master and each article by Benjamin's master. sorry by Benjamin's master and um, these articles provide us with information guidance advice ideas about how to tackle our problems now yes perhaps that uh, <laughs> gives an indication you mentioned that you know many people um, say that the return of the Christ or the world teacher, however they know him, um, will not be the how people expected, and mm. and uh, you know he, he he won't in the first place be talking about religious matters. He won't be talking about church matters, and mm. um, not about dogma, about uh, religious teachings, and so on. Um, his you know his main priorities, first priorities, are to ensure that every single person in the world has sufficient food, for example, has sufficient shelter, has access to health care and education, has as basic universal rights for for any anyone. These are simple uh, basic essentials for for a dignified life. And every human being has a has a right to these. Um, but we see such uh, discrepancy between the rich and the poor, between the, the haves and the have-nots, that um, this is one of the most urgent things. Together and with the, the uh, need to... The restoration of the environment, exactly. you were going to say. Yes. yes, yes. To save the planet, to restore the planet to health, too. Um, Matreya, the world teacher, puts it very simply, and um, Benjamin Krem uh, 
um, quotes uh, Maitreya when he's, and he says, for example, Maitreya sees it as a, a divine right, as Julian's just said, and he says, when you share, you recognize the divine or God in your brother. And uh, Maitreya again says, look, um, humanity's problems are real, but they're solvable, and we have the solutions within our grasp. You, you, and, and here's a wonderful quotation. Take your brother's need as the measure for your action and solve the problems of the world. There is no other course. In other words, if we identify with each other, if we see ourselves as one, because humanity is one, we are literally one being, uh, and we are totally interdependent. And if you know that, then, and if that's your basis, then we come to what we talked about before, the need to share and the need to redefine ourselves and redefine our reality so that we, we do create a world which is a sustainable planet, sustainable world for us all, and we come into different sort of relationship with the rest of nature, uh, which we're beginning to understand, and um, we start making the sort of politics, economics, financial systems, uh, educational systems and so on, that truly answer everyone's needs. And that's for humanity to work out collectively, but on the basis of, you know, free will and so on, but advised and helped, of course, and supported by the masters and Maitreya. That is so well said. Uh, it raises 18 more questions. So we're going to take a little station break right now. This is Loretta Brown, and my amazing guests today are Felicity Elliott and Julian Cram, and we're talking about Maitreya, the world teacher, and of course, conditions on the planet. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time as in, spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk 1150. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now... We're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. 
During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show with my guests, Felicity Elliott and Julian Krim. And the Maitreya, the world teacher. Absolutely. So before the break, wow, you said so many wonderful things. And you had a quote. I'm going to re-quote it because it's so beautiful. And it's a quote from Maitreya. Take your brother's need as the measure for your action and solve the problems of the world. There is no other course. And... Um, I was sharing with them that I had quite the conversation yesterday with, um, I, I have to say, a member of my family who loves to remain anonymous. And we were talking <laughs> about climate change <laughs> and <laughs> the scientific evidence of it and, and what it is that we've got going on on the planet, how we can work together to make it better. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the scientists... Uh, frequently come with more and more um, precise you know based on on the latest up up to date measurements and so on of of the ice cap and the temperatures and so on um and every time every time they they come with new information uh the the deadline for for <laughs> change which is desperately needed the deadline for change keeps coming closer and closer yeah, yes and you know a couple of years ago they were saying in 15 years time last year they were saying in 10 years time now they're saying in nine or eight years time um and in fact uh we've we've already reached certain um levels. certain yeah. levels certain um break points points of no return yes um which if allowed co to continue will just uh, turn into runaway uh, climate change and, mm -hmm. and disaster for many many species on the planet and even humanity mm. um this is really really important and desperate mm. some years ago um benjamin Krem's master warned about this and said that we have limited time left um and said but it is it is still doable we can turn it around now what's extraordinary of course is what has happened in one single year in i mean 2019 was not a good year for most of us for many reasons and we can perhaps just touch on some of those but in one respect and a number of others it has been absolutely extraordinary and that is in one year the world has been transformed in the way that we now see many millions of people taking to the streets uh, demanding some action on the parts of government to do with dealing with climate change. Now that was not as widespread or as powerful as it is now, uh, even uh, let's say a year and a half ago. So that's one amazing thing that's happened in 2019. Um, and starting with the children, starting with young people who have taken over, um, well, caught the world's imagination and are leading us to, to make great changes. And they beg 
politicians to listen to the scientists. And I'd like to make a point um, because it might seem as if we're talking about uh, religious philosophy or philosophy or things that might seem to some of your listeners to be perhaps somewhat unreal or utopian. But, you know, um, the masters work through all fields and every field of action, anywhere that someone feels the the possibility, sees the possibility of expressing the highest and the best for himself and for others, that is, as as you could, we could call it something like, that is um, a valid path to God. It is a, a way of approaching reality and um, expressing the, the the soul or the highest, the, the, the supra-personal, if you like, the super-conscious. Um, some people will refer to themselves as being a soul in incarnation. Other people see, see themselves as having some sort of higher consciousness. Well, all of that is true, however you define it. And one way to approach the divine is through science. And science is extraordinarily important to us at the moment because science deals in facts. And it, they cannot be said to be fake news. I know that <laughs> you, I see you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you for that. You know what we're referring to. <laughs> but we must, we must stick to the facts and we must um, rehabilitate, as it were, truth. The truth mm. and the facts are extraordinarily important in our time, and we must do everything we can uh, to honor the, those things because the truth is actually a part of the divine, and we are part of a huge life, uh, and this divine life that we're part of expresses itself in all sorts of ways, and truth comes close, if we talk of truth, it is, as it, as it were, a statement of divinity. It comes close to divinity, just as sharing does. Sharing is divine, and, and it is part of, let's say, the, the divine being that we are, that we're all part of. And it's when those things are, when we don't pay attention to, to those realities, or what we call the ancient verities, when we don't pay attention to them, then we're out of kilter and we're out of balance. We're out of balance with ourselves, with each other, uh, between nations and in, in a planetary sense, too. And this is what we need to sort of come to. So so ideas like mm, justice, sharing, cooperation, uh, the idea of interdependence, these are all really fundamental facts of our existence, and we need to acknowledge them and to celebrate them in our lives. And science is very important. Uh, a new kind of media is very important. And so we need to kind of, um, let's let's try and rehabilitate the truth and yeah. facts. <laughs> I would like to hear. In, in a word, get real. <laughs> get real. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, perhaps I can add, add something just to um, expand on that. The, the masters work uh, largely through their disciples in the world. We're ordinary men and women working in every field. It's mm -hmm. the scientific, the educational, the financial, the political, um, the artistic. In every field of human endeavor, you find those who are in touch with the masters 
either consciously or unconsciously. Sometimes they uh, receive impression from the masters and someone gets the great idea, oh, I think we need to um, implement some activity in the developing world, whatever. Um, so in that case, they might be just working under impression, but also um, some of them work more consciously, uh, have a more conscious contact with their master, and they're in every field, including the scientific and so on. So, um, mm. you know, this is a, it's a real process. It's not a theory. Mm. Um, and, you know, these are ordinary men and women in the world who are doing Maitreya's work, whether they know it or not. Um, that, uh, I, I love what you just said. And, you know, Julian, I don't know what's going on. You keep answering my questions that are in my head. So I'm just <laughs> going to go with it. It's yes, just yes. happening. Um, but I was, I was thinking how, um, you know, there's a consciousness that comes from a master. And, yes. um, uh, I think my question is so that the Maitreya is number one here now, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask the second part of the question. You guys can go for it. Um, it here now in human form and also has the ability to uh, influence through our consciousness in some manner. Is that true? Yes, but, but, um, but yes, never, thank you. Never, never against our free will. Yes. Uh, the, the masters, as Felicity said earlier, they never infringe human free will. Um, it has to be of our own, our own bullish and our own uh, willingness to work with the masters. Um, but yes, they can work through us, um, either through ideas or through their energies. Um, and a lot of a lot of the great developments that you've seen um, in every field are instigated by. Um, these disciples of the masters. May I add something? Mm. Um, uh, Loretta, you used the word influence, and um, perhaps that might give people the wrong impression. Mm. Um, okay. I think, Julian, perhaps you were just getting to that. Um, how it works, as I understand it, and of course that would be a limited understanding, but as I understand it, the masters um, are able to put ideas out into what we call the mind belt, um, let's say the mental planes. And the more intuitive people, uh, whether they're scientists or philosophers or uh, painters or composers, whatever, um, they, the more intuitive people in the world are able to pick up these ideas. So it's not exactly a question of influence in the sense that that some people might misunderstand mm, yeah. that yeah. but rather a question of us being open to the possibilities and being responsive to new ideas and that's how um, gradually things move forward because what we're talking about really is the um, evolution of consciousness and this is how we move ourselves forward as humanity as this one great being that we are we move ourselves forward by um a conscious response to some uh, inspiration, some wonderful idea that might be, you know, we might express it in terms of, oh, a new economic system that will benefit all or uh, a new way of uh, dealing with particular diseases or a new basis for 
um, the medical field as a whole, and so on. So it's our responsiveness to their ideas, and that's how we shift forward. It's, it's not influence in the sense of mind control. It's nothing to do with that. Mm. Perhaps good to stress that. Mm. Oh, I'm I'm glad you brought that out because yeah, the, the way you said that, I was uh, I I get it. It's there if you uh, yeah. if it's in alignment with you or something. You know, if I think you, you guys said that. Yeah, if you can pick it up. Yes, mm. yes if like, you can pick it like up. Like a radio station picking up a signal. You know, Which, uh, a radio yeah. picking up a, a signal from a radio station. Which is why um, any kind of reflective work or meditation is very good and because that helps us to be more in line with what you've just said, Loretta, mm. more in line with things. Because um, the more one meditates or does very uh, concentrated reflective work, for example, working in a laboratory, trying to find a solution to a particular, let's say, scientific medical problem, or meditating with focus, it brings you into alignment with your soul. And the soul, of course, um, is the source of the intuition. And the more you're in touch with that, the more responsive you are to higher ideas. And uh, as, as we just said, and as humanity can respond to these ideas, so we move ourselves forward. Um, yes. Um, do you know, I heard someone speaking yesterday and saying that people could be forgiven for being very worried about the state of the world at the moment. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, you look at your television, and of course, as we come to the end of this year, 2019, and we're on the on the cusp of starting a new decade, uh, people could be forgiven for being worried about the state of the world. If you look at the news around the world, it can be a worry. Um, and I remember an, uh, a message from Maitreya given through Benjamin Krem and his master to Benjamin Krem. Um, Maitreya talked about the fact that we're at in a transition phase and we're in epic times. And so you see extremes, you see the worst and the best. And um, this, this is because the old age is dying out and therefore the old structures are crumbling but the new is being born and uh, so that gives the this sort of struggle that we might expect but i think it's really important if we can learn to look as it were with a, a dual focus at things and look at the world be very um, honest with oneself and realistic as julian said get real look at the facts see what's going on see what needs doing but then look at the underlying causes, and that is to do with the new energies and to do with the fact that it is actually a positive thing. Things seem to be crumbling, but they're crumbling because the new is being born, the new is taking shape, and that's the struggle we're all in at the moment. It's a sort of creative process to find the best way forward in all fields. So I know people look at the world and they think it's looking pretty, pretty dire, but there's all the hope in the world with the masters in the world, with Maitreya in the world, and with people becoming, yeah, we're waking up and uh, yeah. we're more responsive, I, I believe. So it can look bad, but I think there's every reason to hope. It's not only that I think it, to my mind, it seems to be obvious. If you look at the signs, you see that we are moving towards finding a new way of doing things. 
Yes, and um, now you, now you, Felicity, answered the questions in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's great. I just love it. Um, as we work, as we're moving forward, and and my take on it too is that you know because my guidance told me several years ago, don't you know when things are crumbling and things are growing. Uh, like you say, it's that dual perspective. Yeah, don't put your head in the sand regarding that which is crumbling, but mm. we really need to focus on building and creating and stepping yes. forward and bringing into uh, what's coming up our, our abilities to cooperate because um, I think it's going to take all of us, as they say. Absolutely, yes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. At the same time, people will not be forced to accept this or believe this, or even when they see Maitreya talking on television and so on, and speaking to them, making an appeal to them, because he will be seen more and more, I believe, fairly soon, will be seen more and more on television, making an appeal for common sense, for practicality, for working together, mm -hmm. for cooperation, for sharing, for justice. Um, for, the, for example, one thing that's terribly important is that we need to establish a basis for trust. Now, how on earth are we going to get trust uh -huh. between nations that are, have been at war for ages or war is being encouraged or stimulated by a third party because we know that there's a lot of proxy war going on in the world at the moment? Uh, how are we going to get trust? And Maitreya is very simple. He cuts right to the heart of the problem. And he says, "You, if you want to create trust and have trust, because so many people long for peace. But, you know, if you long for peace and you say, well, we have to have peace first before we can get trust, that's the wrong way around, according to Maitreya. He and the masters suggest that we need to have a basis for trust. Now, how do you get that? And he says, well, that is why sharing the world's resources is so important because the minute you share you acknowledge that the other person that you're sharing with whether it's a nation or a person the minute you do that you're acknowledging their equalness you respect you tolerate and you validate them you see them as yourself and when we see ourselves as others we in that state of empathy and identification with others are coming to a stage when we can say, I am my brother's keeper, we are part of each other, and sharing is the very practical basis for a new economic system and a new way of dealing with things so that everyone has a fair go at it, that everyone has a, uh, the right to a decent life. Imagine the creativity that we'll actually free up if people have enough to eat and can actually enjoy their lives rather than this struggle for existence which so many millions of people are suffering at the moment. So sharing is just a very simple, practical uh, solution to most of the world's problems. Yes, that's a stroke. It will, it will solve a huge number of the world's problems, um, certainly the, the major ones. I think perhaps it would be worth pointing out um, Felicity just said that Maitreya will be talking and be, you know, appearing on television and talking about these things. Uh, I'd like to point mm. out that at first, not as himself, not acknowledged, mm. okay. as simply as an ordinary man with certain ideas. Yes. And this is important because people have to respond to the ideas. Mm. 
because they want for the world what he is advocating and not because they believe he is the Christ or the uh, Imam Mahdi or the Messiah, whatever. Um, so they respond to him because they want for the world the things he's talking about, the things he is advocating, without knowing who he is. Mm. That's very important. Yes. Um, so at first he will not be speaking as Maitreya, just as an apparently ordinary man. Um, and in fact, he's he's been doing this on on a keeping a low profile um, for many years. But this will get more and more obvious. I I expect. Mm. I expect we'll begin to. If you know what to look for, um, it should be fairly easy to recognize him. Mm. Yes, look for someone who's talking about the need for tolerance and goodwill, democracy, justice, sharing, cooperation, um, all of these things, because these are the signs of the new time. And uh, that's what we, you know, you need to sort of wake up one morning, hear this wonderful person speaking and say, wow, that's it. Fantastic. That's what I want. That's what I want for the world. Um, and... Uh, you, there's a wonderful phrase that uh, Benjamin Krem's master has used. Um, he says, shortly the truth of these words will, will become apparent as the events move closer to their inevitable climax. And he says, even the angels hush and whisper in expectation of that time. Isn't that fantastic? That's beautiful. It's such a message of hope. It's so much yes. hope in this message. So I just want to reiterate this to the listeners who, who may be going, what they say? So Maitreya is actually here already in human form and, yes. and has been uh, kind of keeping a low profile, but has been on TV. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In, in many different countries in the last, uh, what, um, 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. That's um, fascinating. And so we can look for... Uh, him emerging, but coming forward as as a regular, uh, an ordinary yes. person, and then um, has he come alone, or are there other others that have come with him to help us? Or well, some of the masters uh, are also in the world um, and work work with him, of course, uh -huh. um, and they are in various places in the world. Um, they will, as I understand it, they will not. Um, make themselves known until Maitreya makes himself known as, as Maitreya, when he declares himself as Maitreya, which he will eventually uh, be invited to do. So we have like a minute left. Can you leave us with how to find you, how to be involved in Share International and any last little bits? Yes, the, the first place to start is our website. That's share-international.com. Dot org, um, and we're building a, a new website, so uh, we, we acknowledge that the old website is not ideal, but <laughs> we're rebuilding it, um, so don't be put off by the, the old site. Uh, the information is there. Um, for information in various countries, you can go to, for the UK, share-international.org slash UK. For uh, the states, share-international.us, and for Canada, share-international.ca. You will find 
information on these other sites about local events, lectures, workshops and so on, and where you can find further information. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Felicity Elliott and Julian Krem and Matreya, the World Teacher. This is Loretta Brown. I'll talk to you guys next year.